Hello, welcome to the Fantastic Grotto. My name is Rudy. Joining me is my lovely co-host Tasha. Welcome to our Cave of Wonders as we discuss movies, television, thingamabobs, and all things fantastic. We are back, Tasha. Hi. Hi. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while, my lord. Yeah, I got sick. You got sick. <laughs> it's, it's... I was moving. I finally moved into the new place. Yay. I got sick again. Um, yeah. <laughs> you got sick again. I got sick again. I think I was sick like two times. You were sick like two times. It was a very weird um, series. Of, it was a series of unfortunate events. Yes. <laughs> but we're back. But we're back. We missed you guys. We love doing this so much that we missed you. Yeah, I really miss. I miss recording. Um, mm-hmm. Running my mouth off for a reason instead of just cause. Don't <laughs> <laughs> know what it is. Just talking for the sake of talking. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad to be back. Well, I mean, the podcast didn't get to get a rollout to it or an update to it, but it was your birthday. Bah, 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 bah. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the big thirty. My gosh. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel? Are you feeling different? I am actually. And leading up to it, you know what, Tasha? I feel good. I feel mm-hmm. really good, actually. Yeah. It. I think it's because now more than ever, I accept change. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, not to get too off track, but I don't know why in the Mexican community, we, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, you know what? Change is good. Change is necessary. It's important. It's how you grow. And I like it. I like the person I've become. I like the person that I'm still growing into. I, I'm still learning a lot about life and myself. And I feel good. 30 felt great. It was a very happy day. The last two years were emotional. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. Like I'm talking like crying, like, oh my gosh. But no, yeah, this year it felt great. I, I had a big smile on my face on my birthday. I sadly didn't have the day off. I ran out of vacation hours. But <laughs> no, but I will be going out uh every weekend almost every weekend through this month of august and then having a big family trip next month in september so i'm good i'm good that's awesome i don't even remember turning 30 i'd have to actually sit down and think about what year that was but it was quite a ways back at this point um i don't even remember i might have been in disney to be honest too Ooh. i might have been i used to go to disney every year for my birthday once i had my own grown-up money um, I don't remember, but 30 was fun. Uh, things are going to start to feel different. I'm going to be very honest. You in your 20s and you in your 30s are very different people. Like, I'm not sure if I would have hung out with me of my 20s, the me of my 30s. <laughs> I'd be like, God, that girl is irritating. So, but that's oh, good to okay. know that you are, are better. You know what I mean? To know that it's nothing but growth and getting better and becoming a better person, you know. And like you said, mm-hmm. setting boundaries and fixing things and changing, it's great. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite mm-hmm. as scared of aging, and I'm glad that you're not either. Oh, uh, yeah. I will say this, though. Aging is real. I'll say this. I was, I've was i been joking with a few friends, even on my dad. I'm like, dang, my eyesight is getting worse. I'm getting more yeah. tired. Like, I've been passing yeah. out before 11 o'clock, which I don't like. I like to go to bed late, like around 1 in the morning. And I'm knocking out, Tasha. It's crazy. I'm like, dang, I'm tired. So... Yes. aging is real oh my gosh i've been feeling it but i'm good i like it well not the falling asleep early but still it feels good to grow even you know into a better version of yourself i like that yes i um have finally bit the bullet i've I always known that i need to take iron pills um oh when i went to the doctor the doctor once told me you need to take iron pills three times a day and i laughed i was like who the hell is time for that i'm not gonna remember to do anything three times a day. i don't even eat <laughs> i don't even eat three times a day like i'm supposed to beat it um <laughs> But I've gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, where are my iron pills? Yeah, where's my B12? Because your girl is really like floundering. She's tired. So <laughs> vitamins and stretching every morning and every night. So yeah, you know, you just get older. But Definitely you get agree about the stretching. I don't know why. Yeah. You know what? This is going to sound really weird. But the past couple of months, I've been stretching and this is going to sound weird, but it's like, you know what? Thank you, God, for letting me wake up, get out of bed. My mom always mm-hmm. says, be grateful for the little things. So stretching is one of them because to me, it means I can move. I can walk. I, I don't have to worry about being bedridden or, oh, no, I, I lost the feeling in my legs. So, yeah, stretching is a, actually a big, important thing in, um, to me now mm-hmm. more than ever. So I'm glad you mentioned that. 
you gotta stretch every morning mm-hmm. and every night or else you know you're not able to dance like you used to dancing is important you know yep. you got <laughs> and other and other things that you do with your body haha so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it's all i'm saying is you need to stretch so i'm glad you had a great birthday i uh like i said i moved how's that I been going thoroughly in this apartment i this is my first time ever living in a studio Ooh. normally yeah all the times I've lived I've like shared an apartment with someone and it was um I always had a roommate and I could not find a one bedroom in this neighborhood Uh, but my management office had this studio available in a different building so they were like you want this one until we find a one bedroom and I was like okay sure but I've had to toss out so much stuff I threw out an entire couch there was nothing wrong with it but no one wanted it and I called the people to pick it up and they said they were going to charge me like $300 to pick it up just to take it to, to donate it. I said, wait, I'm going to pay money to donate. This makes no sense to me. I'll just put it in the back. And if somebody picks it up, then they pick it up. And that's, that's how that went. But mm. in me trying to downsize, I realized I have so much collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. If you, I posted it on my stories and I probably should have posted it to the page, um, to the podcast page. I have the book from when The Little Mermaid was on Broadway with, and I have it where the original Broadway cast signed it for me. I don't even remember when I bought that. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. I have a Nikki Giovanni book where she signed. I do remember that. I have like an Angela Davis book here somewhere that she signed as well. I have a lot of things, honey. Uh, and I'm throwing none of it away. I don't care if I live in one big ass room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I have it all in my storage unit and it's all important to me. Uh, one of my friends, he was like, you should become a minimalist. I said, not with all these Funkos. Get out of here. <laughs> it piles up at some point, doesn't it? It really does. And I'm, there's no going back. I've started and I'm never stopping. <laughs> once you buy a pop you can't stop i've been telling a few friends please don't do it please don't do it I, i'm saying this as an addict please don't do it yeah. but yeah um and you're not a twitter person but like there's there was something that happened um i'm gonna leave it vague in alabama uh on twitter and i've been watching it all day long and i am pleased that's all i gotta say Oh, okay. <laughs> now I'm being nosy. I want to know. I'll do my. I'll do some research when when we're done. <laughs> I am. I'm. I. I do not condone violence, but. <laughs> oh. I. I am pleased. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> we'll move on just because it's so funny to me. Uh, warms dot, my heart. Dot dot dot. Yeah, warms my heart, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, <laughs> we can go on to the actual segment of the show. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to fantastic news. Let's go. Today on Fantastic News, these are the stories that recently caught our attention this week. <sighs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. So the writers and actors strike is still going on in show business in Hollywood. And we have been keeping an eye on it just to keep everyone up to date. <sighs> oh, my gosh, Tasha. There truly is no end to this, no. honestly. Mm-mm. Can, I'm going to ask you a big question, and I want you to be completely honest. Do you think this strike is going to end by the end of this year? Or yeah. anytime soon? Yes. Yes. This year, definitely. Mm, okay. 100%. 100%. I am hoping by the end of this year, if not at least early next year, it's because <laughs> several projects have been pushed back and the projects aren't the issue. Again, it's the pay and the, the fair treatment of all these employees working for these these big companies. And it makes me so sad that there are so people ignorant enough to say, oh, well, they're, you know, making millions and living in mansions. And it's like, no, they're not, you guys. Like, they're barely mm-hmm. scrapping by. That's why they're striking. And it's so sad. The right, um, the actors in particular, some of them have been sharing their uh, paychecks. Some of them, their th- uh, yeah, the residual checks, some of them get three cents. Some of them get, uh, some of them get zero. And I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is insane. Yeah. The, for the last couple of weeks, the studios have not been coming to the table for any sort of negotiations, and now they are coming to the table. So what's going to end up happening is the same thing that happened the last strike. We're going to get a ton of reality shows in September, ladies and gentlemen, and oh uh, anybody in between. Um, not the Housewives again. It's going to be tons of Housewives. It's going to be <laughs> that era. Although, 
I support the writers and I support the actors, that era of reality TV chef kiss, messy, entertaining, loved it. (laughs) (laughs) You know who, in my opinion, is the true queen of reality TV? Mini Leaks. Uh, well, Minnie's really good. It's for me. It's Tiffany New York Pollard. Oh, Tiffany Pollard. Yeah, she's a she. she she's yeah, one of she, a kind. She truly yeah. is. I love New York. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Ground groundbreaking, innovative. Uh, Beyonce, 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 <laughs> a forefather. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she she was ahead of her time. Just mm-hmm. the best. Um, but yeah, her Lanithia Leaks are my two personal favorite. And I don't know, a lot of people aren't going to really know or understand this, but also Whitney Houston. Because if you oh, ever. Oh, that's right. She had her own show. It wasn't her show. It was her. It was Bobby Brown's show. It was Being Bobby Brown. Oh. Uh huh. It was oh. Bobby's show. And it was, it was a mess. There's an entire ep- like there's an entire portion of an episode where I forgot which one of them and this gets gross. One of them is constipated and the other one talks about the fact that they were trying to get it out of the other one's bum. Oh, oh, my oh it's such a train wreck and I love it. Oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> I think that's probably why I don't watch as much reality show now as I used to because I was there for when it was really reality and it was not scripted and people didn't I don't think Whitney the Whitney Houston did not conceptualize that doing this show would make people know who she really was mm-hmm. <laughs> because it did not get a season two. <laughs> she was like, Absolutely okay, not. never knew that. Okay. Oh my god, yeah. I, again, this is when that age gap really matters because then I mean, you were too young to even care about that type of stuff. But man, mm-hmm. you had to. It was one of those things where you had to be there, and people would come up every week and be like, "Oh my god, did you see what Whitney did this week? Did you see what Bobby did? It was great." Um, but yeah, that's what we're gonna get. We're not even gonna get that. We're gonna get this the current reality shows which are not are not the same they're just not apples and oranges Mm -hmm. so leading into our next story uh we actually i wanted to bring up studio 824 really quick again we are allowed to talk about that studio and any projects coming out of that studio it has been approved by the sag union because they pay people Uh, so they uh, recently have a new film out now uh, called Talk to Me. It's the latest horror movie that have people talking. Like, if you know about it, then you know about it. And I saw it yesterday with a good friend of mine. She saw it twice, actually. And I was telling her, you are so brave for watching this because this movie. <laughs> oh, Tasha. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know how you tell me you don't like watching scary movies? Mm-hmm. Movies like this will leave you traumatized. I did not stop to thinking about it. We saw it early, like 11.45 in the morning. And I told her specifically, I want to watch it during the day. That way I can process it. <laughs> I don't want to like go home at night after leaving the theater and, and thinking about it and then be freaked out. No, I, I need to go to sleep at a certain time. I'm good. So uh, basically, so it stars Sophia Wilde. Uh, I believe she's a newcomer. I've never seen her in anything. Great performance. She was a star in this film. And Miranda Otto. They star in this movie basically about this group of friends that are messing with the supernatural and the spirits. People, leave the spirits alone. Leave them be. Leave them alone. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, till this day, I've never seen those Ouija board movies. Nope. You can't pay me to do that. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) Anyways, so one of the friends have this hand, and you have to hold on to the hand and say, talk to me. And whatever happens, happens. So Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yes. Yes. So... (laughs) I'll say this, and I said this during my reaction. This movie is not for everybody. I feel like if you want straight-up horror, you will get it. That's what I mentioned. Uh, No cliches like jump scares or where you see it coming. Nonstop, I felt unease. Uh, Was it good? Technically, yes, it was good. I'm like, okay, great. Something new, something fresh, something good. The, The scares were genuine. And I've mentioned before how I don't like that Hollywood is always interjecting humor. Here, it doesn't feel interjected. It feels genuine. Love the mm-hmm. cast from the lead, Sophia Wilde, who was amazing. Oh, my gosh. I applaud her for this performance because, again, you see her trying to deal with this situation. 
and watching her friends go through it too with her. So star performance, chef's kiss, round of applause. I hope we get to see more of her. Miranda Otto, she has a small role, but I thought she was good. This movie was scary. It was graphic. It was gross. Uh, this had a lot. Um, <laughs> there was one gross scene in particular where, like, where I was like, okay, clearly a man wrote this because there's no way a woman could have come up with this. And when I looked up the screenplay, I was like, yep, three different guys. And I'm like, yeah, th- there was one really gross scene that I felt was unnecessary. And I'm like, oh, yeah, a guy clearly wrote that. Can't say what it is, but if you've seen it, you probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie was clever. Again, it was fresh. The way it ended, I love the ending. It was, how should I put this? It was a full circle moment. I'll okay. say that. Mm-hmm. Will I see this movie again? No, never again. That's how traumatized I am. <laughs> this movie was graphic and violent. This It crossed the line. It was not afraid to go there. Again, no cliches, no jump scares. Everything was genuine horror. I was at the edge of my seat. Tasha, I turned away more than 10 times. I kid you not. I closed my eyes. There were several things I just could not watch. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. I, I can't do this. Mm-mm. And also, it didn't help that there was this creepy guy mouth breathing behind us. And Absolute, Oh no. I would no, have no, I, I know. And we've never been through something like that before. And my friend Savannah, Savannah, shout out to you for watching this movie twice. You are so brave. But anyways, um, uh, she was telling me, yeah, I was thinking about like literally texting you and like being like, should we move? And I'm like, you should have said something, but it's okay. Now we know better. So it was so creepy because you never know if somebody has something on them. And again, in the middle of a scary movie, you're like, this is so weird. Like, why are you breathing like such a creep? So yeah, the movie was scary. The overall experience was scary because of the random guy sitting behind us. It truly was an experience. If you guys have seen that reaction, I'm trying to like catch my breath. I don't know if you guys caught that, but I was trying to get myself together. So yeah. Um, do I recommend this movie? Yes, but only if you think you can handle horror, okay? If you're just... So it's it's not gory, or it is gory? It is it is somewhat gory. Okay, but yes. no jump scares. No jump scares, uh, no cliches. This isn't your typical, um, like, poor CGI. I, I, I actually think that there was very little CGI used in this movie and also within the first five minutes it set the tone of the film and you're like well of course that's what happens no 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 this movie does something really extreme and i'm like oh oh it's that type of movie okay here we go psychological thriller uh there's a bit of psychological just a little bit i don't know maybe i'll watch it again in like 10 years that's how traumatized (laughs) i am by this film yeah so tasha i because you don't like scary movies Please don't let anyone convince you to go watch this. <laughs> okay, no, no matter no one what. Can't, like, I've, I've aged out of peer pressure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to speak one thing about, I know you wanted to just talk about that one A24 film, but I wanted to talk about a different A24 film that's not out yet. Oh, which one? Dick's the Musical. <laughs> I Wait. am excited. Wait, what? <laughs> it's called Dick's. Just like what you think it is, uh-huh. the musical. Okay, it would be Studio A twenty four. They're always doing random shit like this. <laughs> I'm gonna read to you, and just so you guys know, there's gonna be some cussing. Um, so IndieWire says one of the weirdest films on A twenty four slate, Dick's the Musical, is an R rated musical from Larry Charles, who previously directed Borat. Aaron Jackson oh. and Josh Sharp wrote the film based on their two man show. Fucking identical little twins from Upright Citizens Brigade. The two play businesses rivals who realize their identical twin brothers and switch places to reunite their reunite their divorced parents, played by Nathan Lane and Megan Mullaney. Jackson and Sharp wrote the original songs for the film with Carl St. Lucie and Bowen Yang and Megan The Stallion. Round out the cast. A24 produces the film, which premieres at Tiff's Midnight Madness section before a September 29th opening. So it's literally a play about dicks. I remember, I've heard nothing about this film, but I remember Mm -hmm. Megan posting, um, because I follow her on Instagram. I remember she posted about a song she was doing for a movie and her being on set. So that's what this was. I've seen some of the promos. And first of all, 
I, I'm sold at Nathan Lane and Megan Mullally. So Nathan Lane, everyone should know. But if you don't know who um, Megan is, you, she's from Will and Grace. Karen, oh, I thought yes. her name sounded familiar. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. I'm sold. Uh, ready for it? I think this might be their first musical. Thank you, A24, for paying people. And thank you, A24, for being like, you guys want to do something ridiculous? Bring it here. I love this for us. I feel like they always nail it, no matter what they do. I've never heard any complaints, and their films have always been fresh and new and different. And I feel like it's like what filmmaking is all about. So you sold me on this, Tasha. I'm interested. So They they take the chances um, that other people don't take. And it doesn't always land, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. But what you said is true. It is about actual filmmaking. They are in there just doing things. And they've got another one coming up that I'm um, interested in. I don't know anything about the plot. I just know it has Zac Efron and Jeremy Allen White. And I enjoy those two oh. tiny white men. <laughs> they're very <laughs> tiny. They're very white. And I enjoy both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Now, on to a more lighter note, Ms. Tasha, you did something really fun recently. You went to go see a certain artist that I'm hoping people are familiar with. Uh, Tasha, do you want to tell us more about it? Well, I don't know if you guys have heard, uh, but there's this artist. She's on tour. She's selling out venues across the country. Uh, Her name is Beyonce. Thanks. Beyonce. Okay. I am a proud card-holding member of the Hive, but I'm adult <laughs> enough to not be crazy about it. <laughs> I don't think I've missed a Beyonce concert since Sasha Fierce. I think that was the one that my friends went to without me. That was when I was finally old enough to have money to be able to pay to see Beyonce. I didn't have money to see Sasha Fierce. Um, my friends went without me. My boyfriend at the time went to see the show with a different girl that he was cheating on me with. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My life has been interesting. Um, (laughs) It has. And he kept saying, oh, no, she's like, he was her friend and then became not his friend. Oh, of course. And it was this whole like, oh, yeah, we're going to go spend the night. And I was like, that's a lie. Or whatever. Like, that's a lie, but whatever. But from then... I need you to know that it's like a personal vendetta. I will never miss a Beyonce concert. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hill that you stand on? Is that what it is? After that, I was like, my friends went without me. This man went without me with somebody else. He was like, she bought the tickets. I don't care who bought the tickets. Why are you going to a Beyonce concert without me? Me. Mm -hmm. So I haven't missed a Beyonce concert since then. I mean, when she did that Good Morning America that time, I was there. We actually were close enough that my friend touched her mic. <gasps> I have pictures in Be- I was like four inches away from Beyonce. Oh my gosh. And I'm not a person that gets starstruck because of work, but I love Beyonce and I think she's absolutely amazing. And I have no time for you people who just got here during Renaissance and have something to say you Mm -hmm. just got here because i remember where i physically was when the self-titled album came out because she just dropped it she just said here you go literally 10 years ago i think it was a 2013 she might have dropped it i think it was 10 10 years ago in december she said hey here you go and that was it that was it you just, you just, and and you just learned about it organically because somebody called, somebody called, somebody. I remember physically getting up because I was at work and I was like, guys, there's a new Beyonce album. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I used to work nights. If you don't remember <laughs> where you were when Beyonce fell down the stage on her own performance, don't talk to me either. Y'all are brand new. Oh, you the Beyonce experience. Thank Ring you. the alarm. That's right. <laughs> she fell down the steps and tried to keep performing and then said, I just can't. You know what? I need to tell you this. I saw this meme. I'm going to send this to you. I have it saved on my Instagram somewhere, but I remember it was a meme and the caption said, whenever Beyonce drops anything. And it was a picture of Beyonce from the Ring the Alarm music video where she, remember that outfit she was wearing where she was like sitting on the couch? Yes. Okay. So it's a quick shot of her with the back facing to the camera. 
and it looks like a city is on fire <laughs> because people are going crazy like there's a new Beyonce album oh there's in, like the tickets are on sale like yeah and I'm like yep that's exactly what she's doing exactly she's just watching us all lose our minds exactly yeah. I've been here a while I've been to quite a few shows this one might be might be my favorite oh that good of huh? all the shows that I've been to yeah like Ooh. I said I haven't I have not missed one um, I know you want to see it online. That you can watch the whole thing on TikTok. Apparently, I've been avoiding <laughs> okay. watching anything for weeks. Yeah, Craig watched the whole thing on TikTok. He was like, "Yeah, I just watched it," and then it made him okay. like watching it. Made him because he was like, "I don't need to." And then he watched it and said, "Actually, I'm gonna get tickets when she comes here." So yeah, so so I don't need to watch it to know that I'm gonna need Beyonce. I go see Beyonce when she goes into town. Every time she comes to town, like she's my cousin. Like, I'm <laughs> have to make time for her. So I saw Renaissance. It is as great as you think it is when you, all those clips online do them absolutely no justice. There's mm-hmm. an energy in every Beyonce show. The visuals are always amazing. The people are always great. Um, I suggest everyone go see Beyonce at least one time. I personally am not a person who sits up in the rafters in the back. Not because there's anything wrong with the back, but because I've served my time already, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I've served my time. I have been in the middle. I have never been in the back in a Beyonce concert. I've been in the back for other concerts. I've been in the middle. Now I sit in, in the front and sometimes I do the floor. I don't always like being on the floor because I'm not very tall, but I have been on the floor a few times during a Beyonce concert and it's amazing. When I got into the into the show, these guys were coming in. They were like, "Happy Mother's Day!" And I said, "Yes, Mother is here." It was the greatest experience of my, of life. Every Beyonce concert is the greatest experience of life, but this one might be my favorite one. She just needs to be very much in her element and very happy. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And I stand, and I will always stand. I, like I told you, card holding member of the Hive. But have enough sense to say I never need to see Beyonce do any acting. See? No. <laughs> <laughs> see? Not a uh, good job. Just a fan. If you can go, if you can figure out a way, just go. Totally worth it. I am uh, I'm tight on money for next month in September, but I'm gonna try to see if I can squeeze it in because she's gonna have her one of her LA shows. I think it's your own like her two only LA shows nearby where my sister lives so that's why i just want to be like well it's a 10 minute drive away where she lives so i don't know i have to see if i can squeeze it in for those of you that follow beyonce and have been paying attention she has been wearing almost a different outfit every night while performing and i'm like hmm yeah. is she filming something another special oh, 100%. 100%. she better be yeah well, i'm still waiting for that formation like concert to be released somewhere like she's got to release that i i I think she's sitting on it i know she is i feel it Mm -hmm. so when i was at the show my friend cheryl she said that it felt very screen heavy normally beyonce she doesn't use the screens as much um it's her performing usually utilizing the entire stage this used a lot of screens and you i believe beyonce records that she has but I really believe uh-huh. that this one she's taking and she's recording it and this one we may actually get to purchase uh, she's she's really working on it because it feel it felt like this is a production and there's there's cam they're normally not cameras on stage there are cameras on well, at my performance uh-huh. stage so and Oprah, was Blue Ivy there? Oprah Gale yeah mm-hmm Blue Ivy mm-hmm. was there. And Oprah, Oprah Gale there? and Madonna were there at my performance. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So I turned around and Spike was like right behind me in the um, suites above me. Because uh, I don't, my and my best friend was up in the suites above me because I don't want to be in a suite. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't want to be in a Why suite because it's further away. <laughs> oh, good point. Okay. It's further away. I'm closer sitting in like the 100 sections or on the floor. That's normally where I sit. Uh, so it, I I think, like I say, figure it out, get the money and go. I love that everyone who has a 
a girly or who's into somebody right now is able to go see them, especially after not being able to do these things for a couple of years. Because, like, who's who's going right now? Drake's going. Um, Usher's going. Mm-hmm. Taylor's going. Beyonce's going. SZA just finished. Yeah, it's time to go out and party and have a good time at this point. All right. I'm sorry, guys. I could gush about Beyonce for a very, very long time. If you listen, if you're a person who listens to lots of podcasts, uh, and if you know anything about podcasts, you know about the read with Crystal and Kid Fury. They literally do dedicated podcasts just to Beyonce every time she like drops an album or does a tour. It's one of my favorite things about them. Even though mm. I think I've been watching Kid Fury since he was on YouTube, and then I've I've been listening to the read since the day it started. Uh, but if you want to gush about Beyonce, go and listen to their Beyonce dedicated episodes. I love them. They're great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to try to see her next month. Yes. We'll see. I'm going to try to squeeze some money in. We shall see. But until then, Beyonce is on tour. So go check her out, you guys. I have a question. Would you Would you want to go right. see Taylor Swift? It's a no for me. But would you go see Taylor Swift? Um, I like here's a weird thing. So I like. I've heard her music play on the radio and I've heard other people talk about her like since high school. So, and then of course there's that whole Kanye West incident. So Mm -hmm. I knew of her for many years. I wasn't really a fan. I appreciate her for like her artistry because, you know, she can sing, she can write, she can play music, you know, live on stage and stuff like that. Her mic is on, you know, so I appreciate her as an artist. Uh, I do like some of her songs now. So to answer your question, no, just because I feel like I need to be a super fan to be go paying money to go check you out and you know you know have a good time so i know maybe four or five songs that i can like like sing along to and but and you know bob my head but yeah Yeah. but like to like know the lyrics like these swifties no (laughs) i'll let the swifties go they can have my ticket (laughs) no disrespect to taylor why i don't want to go Oh like, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go because of Swifties, but which is probably why some people don't want to go to Beyonce concerts because of Hive members. I'm like, ooh, Swifties, it's a lot for me. Why did you guys have that <laughs> moment though? Like, I love that for you. Yeah, there's one other artist I do want to go see, Kaliuchis. I don't know if you check her out, but I love her music. I love her melancholy type of vibe. And I've seen concert videos, and in all her videos, there's people straight up screaming, and I'm like, I like so like you said, it's like, nope, I don't want that. Besides, some of her songs are more, like, chill and slow. So the fact that you have people screaming the lyrics, I'm like, no. And I feel like these are younger fans, too. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm 30 now. I don't need, like, a early 20-something or, like, a teeny bopper yelling the lyrics. I'm good. I'll just go check somebody else out. I love you, Kali. I'll check out the albums and the music. But I don't want the fans screaming in my ear. No, thank you. That's everything for tonight. That's it. That's it for now. We had a lot to say today, but we missed you guys. <laughs> And that's all we have for today on Fantastic News. If you have anything fantastic that you would like for us to discuss, please send us a message on Instagram at the Fantastic Grotto. And now we're going to take a quick short break. Welcome back from our break. Hope you guys enjoyed our ads. Hopefully those go over well. You guys let us know how you feel about that because we're trying them out. We also have the option if you want to subscribe where you don't have to hear any ads and there will be extended versions of the podcast, guys. Excited? I hope you're excited because it means I just decided to take on extra work. So somebody needs to be excited. (laughs) 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 But welcome back. We're going to get into our main topic for today. As we discussed earlier, we don't really want to talk about any movies are not being very fantastic to people right now Mm-mm. and we don't want to talk about any tv shows because the studios Mm-mm. are not being very fantastic right now but on here in the grotto the idea is that we are able to talk about discuss muse over ruminate about anything that we really really like so our first book episode hope you guys are excited what we decided to do for this first one is to latch on to something that you guys know we love we love nostalgia. We love going back to the things of our youth. Yes, we did. First of all, if you uh, are, you know, in the theme park or if you're just, you know, that type of a person, spooky season has started, apparently. Like, Summerween, exactly. 
Yeah, it's definitely Summerween. That's why there are horror movies out already in the middle of August. In the beginning of August, not even in the middle of August. <laughs> so we figured we'd do a Goosebumps book, but also we didn't want to buy a book. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. Like, why are we buying books? Because we want you to support your local library. Now I want to stop here and just promote an app that is not paying us, but I do want to promote it because I think it's important. And I had um, Rudy download it, and that's what we use for this. So hopefully they'll call us and pay us one day. But <laughs> the Libby app, it is your online library. So you would go to the website for your local library. You would sign up for a library card. Then you put it in the Libby app and connect your library card to the Libby app. And then there you go, and you have a digital library. It's either a digital copy of the book or an audio copy of the book. So you have both of them available. If you have to put something on hold, let's say if it's not available, they'll tell you how long and you can get in line for it. I love the Libby app. And that's what we use to rent um, the Goosebumps book that we read. We read the Hall of Horror series. The book we read was called Why I Quit Zombie School. That's a long preamble, but I just wanted to let you guys know that we like the Libby app. Do you like the, the app? Because I know I made you download it. Yeah, I actually really liked it. And you know what? Uh, I am actually interested in buying a Kindle. And I found out that you can download the Libby app through there as well. Libby, and I'm going to sound like I'm doing an edit and I'm not, but it was really fun. No, it was easy to just, you know, set everything up. Thanks to you, by the way. But also setting up, reading. It was fun, even though I prefer paperback books. But I got to say, I felt like I was reading more and faster this way. I don't know why or how but that's just what i noticed i'm like wow i'm just speeding through the book right now even though it is a short book but i, I don't know i think that's part of the reason why i want to move on to kindles and my coworker from um from work obviously because she's a coworker, but she convinced me she's like rudy you should get a kindle this that's what i have and i'm like you know what yeah and i mentioned before how i have a physical pile <laughs> of books in my house <laughs> It's time for a big change. Yeah. So I am moving on from physical paperback books to electronic and just save money because it is a cheaper option, not only because you can't rent it out straight from your library, which is cool, but also just because Kindle options are cheaper as well, which I did not know, but that's cool to know. So I like yeah. the Libby app. I enjoy it. And then this way you can read the book before you buy it and then decide whether or not you'd like it in your collection. That's another plus to the Libby app for me as a person who just moved and had a ton of books. <laughs> so. It also has the audiobook options, which I didn't know they could do. That's actually pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, guys, not an ad, just a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> Please <laughs> check do, it out, you guys. It's awesome. Yeah. To do two things. One, support your local library. Hard uh, for this. And two, to use the Libby app. Thanks for that, guys. Sorry for okay. an ad after an ad. <laughs> but back into because I mean, we're not getting paid for this, but we just, this is us sharing. Mm-hmm. I can love and what you to do. So into we say why because I we quit care. zombie school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so into why I quit zombie school. Zom uh, goosebumps, if you're new here or you've never heard of them because there's something new for somebody every day, they're written by R.L. Stein. He specifically writes children's books, Goosebumps books, the Fear Street books. Um, it's got a couple of other series. Um, they've been made into TV shows. They've been made into movies. Uh, Netflix did a movie last year, right? A Fear Street movie, I believe it was three movies together. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before. Um, but the book that we specifically read was for ages 8 to 12. So it was a very easy, quick read for us. And um, I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to read one from my childhood. It wasn't available in the Libby app. Well, I had a book that I could get, but Rudy couldn't get. And Rudy had a book that he could get that I couldn't get, again, because we were working from two different libraries. But this Hall of Horror series, this one is a six series. They came out in 2000. The one we read came out in 2011. The basic premise. Uh, yeah, the basic premise of this book is the main character. He is in zombie school. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hall yep. of Horrors, they all walk in, they talk to the storyteller, they tell the storyteller whatever happened to them, whatever horror thing happened to him in this instance, it's the kid going to zombie school and he collects their stories for his uh, 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 Hall of Horrors. But It's all right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this book is about a young man. He is human. He just moved. They just put him in his boarding school. When he gets mm-hmm. there... Romero's yeah, uh, middle school. The school's name is Romero. And that is, because I watched some videos about this, um, the guy who did Dawn of the Dead, mm. his last name is Romero. Oh, so was this kind of like paying tribute, like a little wink to like horror fans? Yeah. Is that what it is? It oh, a little wink okay. and a little nod there. And okay. then this is why. And then the principal's name is Craven. Wes Craven. May he rest yes. in peace. Okay, yes. I, I see it now. Okay, okay. Yeah. It had some cute little nods in there that I don't think kids would have gotten. Mm-mm. Honestly, I don't like think this, so. That was a little wink for the fact that R.L. Stein is aware that some adults read his books or. It is for eight to twelve, and some of these six-year-olds are running around in Michael Myers costumes. So yeah, <laughs> it's possible that they get it too. I don't know. Poor Matt. Poor yeah, Matt. poor Matt. He, <laughs> he was living on the edge this entire book. <laughs> he was. He just tried his best the entire book to explain to his parents that there was something weird about the school. Uh, they told him to stop, stop making things up because Matt is a kid who loves horror movies. So they just figured he was living in his own world like he always does. But no, this kid was trying to tell them he's in zombie school. Uh, it was an interesting book, to say the least. How did you feel of the book? So for me, I had fun. Uh, it brought me back to just those early years of reading and it was so much fun. This is so weird, but this actually kind of made me want to pick up a Judy Bloom book for some reason. I don't know yes. why. I just, yeah, I just, I don't know why. I don't know. There, there's some books are just so rich that you just you feel fond reading them, and I feel like a book like this was no exception. It's my first time reading a Hall of Horrors specific book mm-hmm. that wasn't Goosebumps, but I loved it. And also, like you mentioned, it's Summerween, so this fit the vibe that I've been feeling these past couple of days. So I loved it. I liked Matt as a leading character. Uh, his sister Jamie, even though we only see a little bit of her, I, I liked her too. I like how, um, well, she was such a big sibling, you know what I mean? Like an older sibling. So it, mm-hmm. I liked her. I thought she was cool. She had a small role. Uh, one character that I didn't like at first, but ended up liking was Franny. Yes. Franny yeah. is the person that the principal told to watch Matt, um, to show him around the school. Later in the middle of the book, Franny tells Matt that it's a zombie school. We're the only two kids that are alive and you need to um, pretend to be dead. Uh, We later find out that Franny was lying. But she wasn't lying about it being a zombie school. Mm -mm, Not at all. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Franny actually is also a zombie. So I have a question, another question for you, just in general. Um, mm-hmm. As an adult, there are things that happen in this book that are basic miscommunications which happen in all children's books. It's part of the reason why Harry Potters are so frustrating when you read them as a grown-up. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Because if the, if the adults would just listen... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the adults, the adults would just listen to the kids, then it would be like, oh my goodness. But... Mm-hmm. If you were to put yourself back in that age range, 8 to 12, which is what this book is for, do you think you would have liked it? I think I would have, just because as a kid, even though I wasn't watching, like, straight-up scary movies at that age, but I was interested in, like, scarier things and Halloween and my Halloween movie marathons every year, I think I would have really dug this book. And I feel bad for Matt because literally every single time he tried to prove that there was something wrong with someone or something or just the school in general. Of course, his parents were not watching. They were turned away or they were like, oh, look at this. And he's like, no, mom, dad, look at this over here. So it was funny and frustrating at the same time. But you're right, though. If they saw what was going on immediately, then we wouldn't have a book. There'd be no story. (laughs) So 
I liked it. Yeah, and I think, you know, younger me would have loved this set as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, preteen Rudy would have enjoyed out. this book or even childish. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out. Like, would have young would young me have figured would have liked this one? And I had to think about what I used to read. And I did I read the Goosebumps when I was younger, but I normally read the Choose Your Own Adventure which is, I think mm. they give yourself goosebumps is what those were called. G-Y-G-D, give yourself goosebumps. Oh, um, okay. If I remember correctly. I don't know if I would have liked this one. Not because it's bad. Like, it's funny. It, it had very comedic portions. For it being a zombie book, it wasn't very gory. There's not a lot of blood. It's clearly for children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always liked the mystery. And I think I would have figured this out too quickly, and I would have been like, "Oh, this one's boring." Mm, okay. Yeah, it's still funny, and it's still entertaining. Uh, the the bungee jump scene—that's what had my attention. And then there was also the reviver room, like you mentioned. I was like, "What's the reviver room? What's that? Like, what's going on? Why do the kids go there?" So when it was, well, well, well I don't want to say too much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when the kids kept telling Matt, "Oh, you should go to the reviver room," and he, poor Matt, he's trying his best to like avoid the bungee jump in the reviver room, and I thought certain things were clever, and I feel like him being a fan, a super fan of horror and having makeup skills, I thought it was mm-hmm. so clever what he did, but I also like how it like came back to bite him in the butt because. It, it, it was logical that with heavy makeup like that monster makeup he would start sweating at some point yes so um, yeah. there's a part in the book guys where uh, Matt realizes that they're, they're, they're on to him right they're going to mm-hmm. kill him if they find out he's not a zombie and everybody looks a little dead they look a little blue so he decides okay I'm going to put a little bit of blue makeup on um, so I can I can fit in and then because he's a kid he goes to gym. And he goes for a run, and he starts sweating. And zombies don't sweat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the makeup runs all down his shirt, and they're looking at him like, "What's going on with you?" Then there, uh, there's a dance, and so he goes to the dance, and Franny tells him, uh, "They suspect you. They suspect that you're not a zombie, so you're gonna have mm-hmm. to prove to them that you're a zombie." And so he goes over to the table and eats a rotten pear that has worms in it. <laughs> Yeah, poor guy. I was like, no. He eats the pear and the zombie comes up to him and goes, that was delicious, right? And she's like, eat this meat. And he goes, no, let's go dance because he's trying to not have to eat anything else. (laughs) And you're like, oh, yeah, great idea, Matt. Get away from the table. But then she grabs his hand and realizes that it's warm. So he's not (laughs) dead. So at at every turn, poor Matt ends up like... It, this, is a, this is a fun book mm-hmm. and as an adult I can read it and laugh then later on they after they're like oh no he's warm and then somebody's like he has a heartbeat I can hear it they take him up to jump off the bungee and so he throws mm-hmm. a rubber hand down <laughs> and he's like oh no I lost my hand this keeps happening to me <laughs> and they go oh well if you lost your hand yeah you are a zombie but now let's take you to the revival room to put that hand back on and the revival room is literally a room. Think about it like Frankenstein. They sit you in this chair and it's just like a bolt of lightning and electricity that's going to course through your body that's going to help you revive again. And the so the revival was so creepy in that scene. Like he wasn't even speaking straight. It was like, I don't know. It was like, you can tell this guy was missing a few marbles. Electrocuting yeah. people for fun. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like every time Matt had a good idea, then something terrible happened to him. Um, he throws the hand, and then they tell him they're going to take him inside to the revival room. And then for some reason, he gets so lucky that the uh, that they get distracted and they don't take him into the revival room. And then, like you said, he ends up putting on a full face of zombie makeup mm-hmm. at, um, <laughs> on his final day in there when he really thinks that they're going to um, get him. And then they say, oh, you look really messed up. Let's go to the revival room. Again. Again. Again, Matt. <laughs> Again, he looks too good. Come. He looks too good. <laughs> yeah. And the guy turns, he sits in the chair, and they actually turn on the electricity. And they go, oops, it's broken. It's such a kid's book. Because you're like, what? It's broken? Mm-hmm. 
that's just that's just what saves you because the kid prior to him entering i guess they use all the juice all the like all the power on that poor guy whoever that kid was they didn't say who i think but when it was his turn it's like oh sorry kid like i'm out of juice for this machine he's like okay well thank you i feel better anyways bye i I love that he's like deuces (laughs) sometimes i would read this out loud to myself just because i feel like some moments were like anxiously funny and i would picture myself in those situations so i would read them out loud and i I don't know i just thought it was funny so the fact that he was like i'm alive i'm alive i'm alive they're they're gonna they're gonna figure it out like i don't know why i just feel like it's more funnier when you read it out loud i just i don't know Mm -hmm. i had to pretend i was reading it to like my child or something or like a little cousin or something so matt was a great lead i really like this character so again the fact that every time you would come up with a solution there was also another like obstacle (laughs) that he would have to like Mm -hmm. jump over poor guy uh let me ask you this about the ending did you like the ending anticlimactic yes thank you because i was like oh just like that because apparently he begged his parents like come on please i'm like oh that's it because i thought there would be some kind of big finale or something like that because there were like 20 pages left but nope uh apparently he just begged for his life from his parents and they're like okay cool we'll, we'll take you out and put you somewhere else and it's like that's it that's all we get yeah. so i don't know uh maybe we need to read more goosebumps books to see if they all end like that and maybe we just never noticed it as a kid possibly so you had fun reading it mm-hmm. but you didn't like the ending no i did not like the ending it really was anticlimactic i'm like oh that's it it just ends uh, okay there was room for more, like another 15, 20 pages if you wanted to. You could have. My pros, like you said, are Matt. I do like the idea of him being in a zombie school, being a human. I also mm-hmm. like the idea that this is a, the overarching um, Hall of Horrors is them going in and telling the story to this guy, mm-hmm. the storyteller, because he's funny. Yeah, he's surprisingly funny. In the beginning of the end of the books, he's a narrator, kind of, sort of, and he's a very funny, and it's all of these puns that are clearly for kids, just interesting things, like dad jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like that. I didn't like the ending. My younger self, I think my younger self would have really been disappointed by the ending of this book. Oh, really? So you? <laughs> um... I think so, honestly, because it's just like, oh, that's it. Like, the book's over? Because, again, the the way it, it seemed, it was on, like, such a big high. And you were excited. Mm-hmm. I was excited reading this part because I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're here at the end. And he he survived, technically survived the, the Reviver Room. What's going to happen next? Oh, it ends. That's it. Yeah. It just ends. One thing that I liked is that Matt being a super fan, just like all of us, being this huge fan of some type of fandom, is what saved him and him being a fan of horror movies is what made him survive a zombie school strange enough so i thought that was Mm -hmm. clever i like Mm -hmm. that aspect Mm -hmm. that was very clever i love that he was stuck in a horror movie and was like absolutely not i might like him as movies but y'all gotta get me out of here so (laughs) it was great i i'm glad that we read um all else time book i would read more goosebump books in general, mm-hmm. even as an adult. Okay, you know what I think would be fun? Mm, is if, if we determined, do we think this would make a fun adaptation for TV or film? And then the question is, if it's TV, do we want it to be something where it's just one episode about this one book or like six episodes about this one book? What do you think? I'll go with a TV show, honestly, just because I feel like a movie wouldn't quite cover everything, even though it's a kid's book. But still, I feel like this book had a lot going on. Uh, Poor Matt. But honestly, I would go with like a TV show because I feel like... Go ahead. No, I'm listening. I feel like this show would be fun. And spooky enough to, to have your attention because I feel like every time poor Matt was trying to do something, something else was stopping him from trying to solve mm-hmm. this, you know, trying to solve the solution. Mm-hmm. I think a TV show would work better, honestly. Like a good six episodes would be fine. I like that. I like six episodes where we explore it. I can imagine us 
watching him hide in plain sight, watching him every episode have a good idea and then it be a bad idea and then it end up him just barely scraping through. I think that would be a cute way to adapt this. Can you think of anybody for casting that you would want? For Matt, I'm a little biased with this one. For Uh, anybody, but yeah, you can go with Matt first. Yeah, for anybody like Mom, dad, sister, anybody that like comes to your head. Um, okay. <laughs> so for Matt, uh, I'm a little biased with this one. I think that the boy from Talk to Me, he played the little brother. I don't know the actor's name, but I was so impressed with his work on in that movie. I don't want to spoil anything, but I think he could pull this role off if he wanted mm-hmm. to, if this mm-hmm. were to be made. Uh, this is kind of funny, but for the dad, I would kind of want Steve Carell in this like i don't know why yes i would want comedic parents i don't know why just to like crack mom and dad jokes or just being like oh what huh what did you say son or like oh you dropped your phone i feel like that would be fun i'm trying to think Hmm. who would play the mom what is the name of that sketch comedy actress oh gosh watch when we're done with all of this it's gonna hit me oh my gosh I like the kid from, I think it's like Sulphur Springs or Sulphur Falls, whatever. It's like this Disney show. Mm. He seems young enough that, and that show kind of has like a horror element. I think I like him for that, um, for Matt. For the friend, there's a show called Julie and the Phantoms. The girl's name is Madison Reyes. I think she's super talented. Uh, I would love her for the friend. She's a little, she's, um, she's just so cute. And I could see her trying to like pretend to be uh, a human, but really be a zombie. I I really like her. Um, I agree with you with Steve Carell for the dad. I would have never thought about that, (laughs) but I really like that. Um, Let's see. You know what? I remember the name of who I would cast for the mom. Okay. Who? Molly Shannon. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah, again, I just quick little ro- small roles, but still, I feel like they could pull it off. I think, again, pulling off the mom and dad jokes and just being very oblivious to what's going on right in front of them, I think they would pull it off. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. That was fun. I mean, we could cast more people, but see, I think that casting our fake castings are great hire us (laughs) (laughs) so that was our little walk down i guess nostalgic book lane i'm hoping that you guys have a nostalgic book that you can put into the questions um because i'm going to ask what book what nostalgic book is your favorite like a book from your childhood you guys can answer that question let us know keep in contact with us uh, we did get a comment on one of our cruel summer reviews where they listed somebody uh, a Nicole I don't know which Nicole it is because I mm. personally know like four Nicoles <laughs> I know it's <laughs> one of the, and I know it's one of them okay. um, but they said that they're going to watch cruel summer based off of our recap so it was so messy. Good. Nicole, you're going <laughs> to... We want to know what you think, Nicole. Yeah, let us it was know messy what fun. It was fun, though. And we will get back to our recaps when the strike is over. I ha- we have them recorded, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody mm-hmm. in between. Um, but we just don't want to promote things. Sorry to belabor the fact. Hope that you enjoyed our random... like walk down goosebump memory lane we might do more book reviews we might talk more theme park stuff what do you think about that oh definitely and you know i have a thing or two to say so i'm sure we can come up with something so we'll talk more theme park stuff i do want to say the pumpkins are up in disney which means it's officially it's officially halloween time (laughs) (laughs) let's go as soon as they put the pumpkins up i just give up i stop fighting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i fight y'all so hard because as soon as july hits after fourth of july you guys are like halloween and i'm like no not yet but once the pumpkin goes up i stop mm-hmm. the fight you guys win it's halloween time <laughs> <laughs>
that's everything for today. Hope you guys found us entertaining like I always say or like we always say here at the podcast. Thank you for spending time here with us because time is something you cannot ever get back. Okay? So thank you so much for that. Please remember to follow us on all the places you can follow us, all the TikToks and the Instagrams. Please rate the show. Leave us voicemails. Be interactive. Talk to us on the Instagram. Talk to us on the TikTok. Let us know what you want to hear next. We really missed you guys. The eight of you that listen. <laughs> we love you. Thank you so we much. We love you. We rock with you. All eight of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything else today, Rudy? Uh, no. We're excited to be back doing this. And we can't wait to see what else we come up with next. So stay tuned, you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.